<laughs> Welcome back to our podcast, Check Out MPL. Um, we have been off for a couple weeks. Yeah, we're hoping Just, we're not too rusty. Yeah, we were had busy things and vacations, and but we're here now. And today we are going to be talking about books to movies and um, adapta- adaptations and good ones, bad ones, how they come about, what our wishes for and what we've liked in the past, so. Yes, and um, I guess I'll start off. So this was from an online article called Marketplace Morning Report 2018. Okay. To cite my source. Um, And this was talking about how books become movies, which is called an adaptation. Yes. And um, it was kind of interesting, like part of it I don't even really understand, but um, if I say something, if I misspeak, you can send in some listener mail and I can do a correction next time. <laughs> yes, please do. Um, but basically, an author has to give rights, that like sell the rights to a movie. And when they're doing that, that is called an option. Mm-hmm. I want to, um, John Green's book, the um, Looking for Alaska, was yeah. optioned as soon as it was published. 10 years That's ago. That's crazy. And it just was made into a TV series for Hulu. So yes, it can take yeah, a so, while. So if a book is optioned, it doesn't mean it's going to be made right away. No, it doesn't. It's crazy. So yeah, it's like an option slash, slash purchase agreement. Mm-hmm. And it means that it gives someone the right to buy the rights, but they don't actually have the rights yet. That's where it gets confusing. Interesting. So it's kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of like... When you're going to buy a house and you like you're say you're interested, but it you have to go through a bunch of other Other stuff before it actually happens. Yeah. So um, you reserve the rights for a limited time period. And if that expires, then um, the rights go back to the author. But um, option periods, it said, usually last between six to 18 months. Although, as you pointed out, it can be a lot longer. And um, the cost is negotiable, um, but it says the range could be between a thousand to five hundred thousand dollars. What a range! Yeah, and um, during the option period, the producer has to develop a screenplay and um, kind of like package it together yeah. to like what would that be called? Like show it to the author and yeah. get the okay and whatnot. Does it say anything about the author being part of the writing the screenplay? Because I know some authors are. Yeah, I think. I think nowadays it seems like authors more so more are, and, and they said it was just because, like, when you write a book, it's, like, so much of your time and so much of you, like, it's hard for authors sometimes to give your trust yes. out. Um, like, they mentioned Judy Bloom that um, somebody wanted to do um, a film adaptation of Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, and she would not give it up. It said, like, for um, the first half century after it was published, she would not sell really? the rights. And she finally sold the rights. And then it was a movie called The Edge of Seventeen, which I never saw. Oh, yeah. That Did just came that? out too long ago. Okay. So, yeah. And then they said some writers, like um, J.D. Salinger on The Catcher in the Rye, never. Like, yeah, I, I saw never, an article that that will never be made into a movie. Yeah, probably. because he didn't, like, mm-hmm. give up the rights to it or whatever. Yeah. Um, and they said um, nowadays it seems like young adult novels are getting like Everywhere. the high hits. Yeah, like everybody Not wants to do that. Not just movies, but also Netflix has tons yes. of things. Hulu. TV series yeah. now. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, Which is fine. With, 
fine for me. I know, and I'm fine if they want to make a whole TV series instead of a movie because sometimes then they can add more details to it and it follows the book closer. Yes. Um, and then, let's see. Oh, yeah, I just kind of highlighted this quote, too. It says, like, a lot of times what happens um, is that when things get optioned, then they just sort of linger in development forever. Yep. Long time. And um, usually that means that they're still trying to get, like, a star, like, attached to it. Yes. You know, like, find the perfect actor or actress or get the right script or the right director. So, And usually the case is that the author of the book has no say in the characters. Yeah. I know another John Green story. Um, when The Fault in Our Stars was made, he kept being asked who's going to be who's going to star in it he has no say in it whatsoever and then of course if it doesn't work out it's usually the author's fault yeah which is crazy i know some john i know john green has a little bit more say and involvement in his movies i think than more than other authors but i think because fandoms are so strong now right they're so opinionated and the social media allows them to express their opinions a little bit more that fandoms they went out over the yeah. like the author's opinion, maybe. Yes, and yeah. fandoms. I think in books or movies being made based on books, the response to them are either good or bad, like stronger now because of the fandoms. Right, fandoms are everywhere now right. for a book. And um, did you ever see Everything Everything? I haven't seen. It. I read it. Yeah, I have not. Seen I haven't. It yet. I haven't seen or read it. It's out though, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that author, which is Nicola Yoon, mm-hmm. um, she said she's had two books that have gone yep. to movies, and she said that um, the director or producer that she worked with, like it, they just like hit it off. Yeah. Too. So like sometimes it's really good, and they really do listen to the author, and everything is just kind of like good. flows really yeah. well. Um. On the other hand, I f- saw that Stephen King really, really hated the adaptation of The Shining. Um, I'll kind of have a quote here. It says, I think The Shining is a beautiful film, and it looks terrific. And as I said before, it's like a big, beautiful Cadillac, Cadillac with no engine inside it. In that sense, when it opened, a lot of the reviews weren't very favorable, and I was one of those reviewers. I kept my mouth shut at the time, but I didn't care for it much. That's so, so funny. I do wonder if he had any say in anything at all. Yeah, I'd be um, curious, like, over time, how that's maybe changed. It hasn't changed at all. Do you don't think so? Well, his opinion oh, of oh, it. Oh, yeah. But okay. how Other authors, authors, yes. I think because there's They're more... They're more involved. Yes, and because there's more attention from the people who have read the books. Sure. That they want to... Hopefully, they want to get it right. Yeah. Um, I also saw that another um, author said that you kind of just have to look at the movie as, like, a different piece of art. Mm-hmm. Like, don't try to compare it too much and just figure, like, you're not obviously going to be able to get every little detail right. from the book into the movie. So yeah. you should just, like, treat it as kind of two different things. But that's hard to do. It is hard to do. Because especially when you read a book and you love it so much and you have these expectations of for a movie. Right. And then it's done completely different. It lets you down. It lets you down. Like, that's how I would love to see any Sarah J. Maas book be made into a movie, but my expectations are super high, and I would be very vocal about it if it's not done right. Right. And those are, because I just love those books so much. And those are big books, too, so I feel like, I haven't read them, but you'd have to get a lot of information in there, and I don't know. Yeah, I came across an article that two guys were discussing the same topic, and they were talking about the Hunger Games, 
in that with the movie, which is, I think, a good adaptation. The yeah. first movie and the book are good comparisons. But from the book, you're missing a lot of Katniss's inner dialogue. And how you can't really translate that into movie. Right. So the movie is kind of missing that aspect. Yeah. And I think, because that's one of mine that I put, I, I read all the books and I saw all the movies and I liked it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, there's parts where you're like, oh, like that that wasn't right. Yeah. That wasn't how I imagined it. Yeah. Yeah. I know when we read books, you kind of get a picture in your mind, especially with characters and everything. Like when a movie is announced, you go online and all these people are like, this guy would be perfect for this role and everything. Like, this right. is how I imagine this. <laughs> and then they announce somebody and like, everybody's like, no. Right. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's so that weird. That doesn't fit. Um, I do have a list of the first 10 films ever to be based on novels. Okay, I cool. I go through. Yeah, you should list those out for us. So one of them is The Death of Nancy Sykes um, by, looks like it was part of um, Charles Dickens' Oliver Twist. And that was released in 1897. Wow. Yeah. Um, 1898 is Mr. Bumble the Beetle. I've never heard of any of these. I haven't either. And um, I guess there have, for some of these, there have been other adaptations throughout the years as well. Um, so, The Death of Poor Joe in 1901, that was an adaptation of a scene from the Charles Dickens novel Bleak House. So that's interesting. Hmm. So there's books that, or movies that were created based on a scene. A book. Yeah, and I know, too, that um, there's TV shows that weren't really a book, but they take place, like, in the book's world. For instance, Castle Rock, which I've not seen, but now I want to watch. Yeah. Um, is, like, based, like, it's, like, Stephen King's world, but it's not actually a book. Okay. Well, The Fantastic Beast, it's, sure. a, fic- it's a movie based on a fictional book in a book. Yeah. Right? This podcast <laughs> could be very long because, like, <laughs> there's lots of weird... There are. Like, I was looking at movies and everything based on books. I didn't realize how many movies that are out there yes. that are based on books. Okay, so I'm going to give you right now the, what do we call it? Factor, factor fiction. fiction. Okay, so is this factor fiction? Over 50% of films that have won the Oscar for Best Picture have literary origins. Oh, geez. 50%, huh? Over 50%. Over 50%. You think that's true or false? I think that's true. It is. That was from 2018 and uh, 47 out of 89 um, best Picture Oscar films or based, based on, on literary books. works. So like any kind of short story or yep. novel or whatever. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Okay. And I have another one actually. Okay. Do you want to guess um, the living the living author that has the most film adaptations? So it has to be. I think you're gonna get this one easy. John Grissom or Stephen King. Okay, it's one of those. Is it Stephen King? Yeah, is it Stephen King? King. He's had, like, so many between movies and um, TV, shows? TV shows. Like, it's in the hundreds. That, whoa. That's but do you crazy. want to guess the second one, then? Living? Yes, Living. Was I close with John Grissom? He, I think he was on the list, but he's not the, the next highest. Male or female? Male. <laughs> Are we going to play the 20 questions here? Well, I just think <laughs> it's not, like, really your genre oh, okay. or mine. Is it like a classic? Oh, you said no, living. It's, yeah, it's living. And um, they said uh, for a while he had like a huge following and like everybody was like, ah, but now the movies that have been, the, the books that have been made into movies of his recently haven't been as popular. 
I could give you a name of someone who reads them, but I'm, I'm not going to give a okay. name on here. Um, it's Nicholas Sparks. Oh, oh yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, yeah but that's not really our no. favorite genre. So. He hasn't come out with a movie in a while. Yeah, I'm trying to think what the last one was. But they said like his popularity, like the book to movie Is popularity nice. has gone down. I think because we're all about superhero movies now. Yeah. Action. Yeah. Trying to with me yeah but did you want to do any more of your list it just got me distracted <laughs> that's <because>. okay <laughs> let's see there's also like robinson crusoe came out in 1902 gulliver's travels 1902 alice in wonderland oh yeah 1903 esmeralda 1905 like the alice in wonderland that we watched that was 1903 no Oh, no, no. I'm thinking of Wizard of Oz. Never mind. So the mo- the most well-known adaption is currently Alice in Wonderland that came out in 1951. Okay. Is that the the one with the cartoon? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then, let's see what else we have. Oh, that's it. And then Esmeralda 1905, I believe I said. So they've been making films based on movies for a very, very long time. Do you want to guess the all-time, um, like, Living or Dead, the author with the most film adaptations. So, like, Charles Dickens? That's close. Is it? think even older. Shakespeare. Yep, good <laughs> job. Yay! You got it. I never would have gotten that. I don't know why my brain doesn't think like that, but good job. Um, so, let's talk about some of our favorite, and we talked with the other staff members, too, their favorite and possibly least favorite adaptations. Oh, you got this? Um, I got some of them. Okay, cool. Um, I talked with Angie, and she's a big Lord of the Rings um, yes. reader, and she really enjoyed um, all those movies. I didn't ask her about The Hobbit, because there, I guess there are some um, thoughts about The Hobbit, how it wasn't as good, because it took such a small book and made into three very long movies. Sure, okay. So maybe it wasn't as true to the material as the original Lord of the Rings. But did she like the books and the movies? Mm-hmm. Yes. She liked them. Okay. Yes. Um, she also mentioned Game of Thrones, but Game of Thrones really doesn't stick too much to the books anymore. Okay. So I don't know. It's not really a great adaptation. Right. Angie would also love to see any Sarah J. Maas books made into movies. Oh, you too. <laughs> Luke, he, Luke has read a lot, and he says um, American Psycho is one of his favorites. Okay, like, I've never seen it. I haven't seen it or read Me it. Me neither. Born Identity movies are very close to the books. Okay. Um, Jurassic Park, I guess, are very close to the books. I have not read those either. I've seen the movies. I haven't seen the movies myself. Really? None of them? None of them. Oh, my gosh. You have to see the movies. They're <laughs> uh, good. Um, the Martian. You said that was a really good ad- adaptation. I saw on Reddit, too, like a lot of people were saying that The Martian is one of their favorite mm-hmm. adaptations. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite adaptations, of course, Pride and Prejudice. Yes. Um, the Kira Knightley version, although it doesn't follow the book as closely as the Colin Firth version does, that one is more scene for scene. Um, the the Kira Knightley version does kind of condense things together. Do you know how many times Pride and Prejudice has been adapted to film? Oh my gosh, so many times. I, wonder, I don't we know. Got yeah, a we should look that. that up. But yeah, there's countless versions of that, and then there's of course there's modernized versions of it too that loosely based right. themselves on the story right um mystic river by dennis lehane i thought about this one yesterday i loved love love the book and the movie is just as gripping as intense as the book is it i have not read or seen is it 
A thriller? It's a mystery about uh, an abducted kid. Ooh, I would like. Yeah, that. so it's very it's very intense, and the subject matter is hard to read, but they did a very good job in the movie. This is really weird, but um, Stephen King has a new one coming out, of course. Yes, The Outsider. Oh, oh, he has Doctor Sleep too. Yes, which yes. is based on. But then there's gonna be an HBO series called The Outsider, yes. which is a book, and it was sounded interesting to me just because it's. I don't know. It's did did like, you check out that book yesterday? I did, but then I decided... No, I didn't check it out. I found it. Okay. But then I was like, but I don't want to ruin the TV show. Yes. Yeah, so that's another thing that we came across in these different articles. Is it better to read the book and then watch the movie or watch the movie or TV series and then read the book? I know. It seems backwards because usually I say, like, you should read the book first, but I just don't want to... Spo- like, it's yeah. like reading a spoiler. That's true. That's true. Like, if you want to be invested in this TV show... But you've already know what's happening. Are you? Yeah. Is it as, as exciting? Right. So you have to decide if you want the excitement on the page or on yeah. the screen. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like with Game of Thrones. It was they finished it before um, he finished the book series. That's weird. So I don't. I've kind of heard different things that the ending of the TV series is the same as going to be the ending of the book series. So I'm not quite sure. But they're just getting so there, all the like readers were way. just spoiled. I guess if they watched, I'm not quite sure. Yeah. There's a lot of things wrong with the end of Game of Thrones. <laughs> Well, that could be a whole other podcast. And I'm sure there's podcasts out there about that. Um, other bad adapt- adaptations for me were My Sister's Keeper, which is based on Jodie Picoult's book. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't want to give spoilers, but the ending was completely different than what the book was. And I was very disappointed to coming out of the movie. Oh, bummer. Yeah. Was there a new movie? I don't think, think there's, of? that's what I was thinking. I don't think there's any that I've really like said, oh, this is so horrible. Um, most of them I like, even even though they may not be mm-hmm. like the book. Um, one I saw recently that I liked was that Dumplin'. Oh, yeah. That was, like, By a Julie, good book and Julie a Murphy. good movie. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was just, like, you kind of have to take each for what it is. And there were a lot of similarities, but some differences. Yeah. But I like that one. And, of course, I love I love all the Harry Potter books, and I love the movies. Yeah. Um, Netflix has done a really good job at adapting adapting um young adult books because mm-hmm. there's dumpling um to all the boys i loved before i've seen that movie three times now you have and it's really good um, i haven't seen that one that one's good. and like 13 reasons why yes. that was netflix wasn't that it? that was netflix so like the first season follows the book and then of course they have two other seasons which go off from the book okay because i actually never read the book but mm-hmm. i really liked the show and i wondered how closely it followed I, it i think it was it has been a while since i read the book yeah. but it's pretty close from my i can remember um, we did ask on Facebook for you guys to comment what are your favorite books to movies or ones you don't like. Um, Heather did say books are never as good as the or movies are never as good as the book. Um, she can't think of any that are. That's the wonderful thing about books. Details can you can create with your imagination, which is really really true. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's what I do love about books. But others have said. Um, Mandy said Outlander. And The Magicians are particularly well-done adaptations. Um, I have seen Outlander. I haven't read it. And yeah. The Magicians, I never watched or read myself. Me neither. Um, Colleen, who works here, said um, The Sahara by Clive Kostler and Gone with the Wind. So oh, I did see okay. Gone with the Wind with a lot of um, on list of best adaptations. Stephanie, um, she has quite the list here. She says The Green Mile... Sleepers, Pretty Little Lies, Sharp Objects. Sharp Objects was, I read and... You watched? You liked it? Yeah, I liked it. But, like, if you ask me to 
tell how similar it was. I just, I don't know. My brain doesn't like think like Keep that. I just things. enjoy the book and I enjoyed the movie. Like, yeah. Or the TV show. Um, the Exorcist, Dead Man Walking, The Fault in Our Stars. Um, I agree with that one. I liked both of them. Let's see. The end. The sense of an ending and to heaven and back were good books, but terrible movies. Hmm. I haven't seen either. And then Karen mentioned The Bridges of Madison County. I know that's a movie that mom always liked to watch. I like that. Watching I like that one. <laughs> I always made fun of mom for that's watching funny. that one. Um, but yeah, so that's our comments on there. Yay for comments. Yeah, thank you for um, being part of our conversation. Mm-hmm. Oh, before we sign off, yeah. I want to talk about um, ones that are coming out yes. in 2020. Or maybe some of these are coming out this year. I think these are all 2020. But I'm kind of excited. Um, I've never read The Voyage of Dr. Doolittle, but it's coming out on a movie and it's Robert Downey Jr. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I like him. So that one's coming out. I think that'll be a good one. Um, And then some other ones that I saw coming out. uh, Woman in the Window. Yeah, that's kind of one of those psychological thrillers. And they compared it to... um, there's a movie called Rear Window that was Alfred yeah. Hitchcock, I think, that's kind of like that. That's coming out. And then there's going to be another, um, oh, who did Mur- Murder on the Orient Express? Agatha Christie. Yes. Um, there's another one called Death on the Nile. Yeah. That's going to have some, like, the same um, Pirro character that was in the first one. Okay. That's coming out. Um, there's another Secret Garden remake. There's been a lot of those, too. Really? Yeah. Well, there's another Little Women remake that's out yeah. right now, I think. Yep. Um, and then Stargirl. <gasps> really? Yes. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. I didn't know about that. Yeah, Stargirl. I think that one's later in 2020. Who's but, the author on that one again? Um. Are we, we're both very excited about this, oh, but we yes. don't remember the author. Okay. Spinelli. Yes, yeah. Jerry Spinelli. Yeah, and I can't even remember what... It's gonna what it's about now, but I know that I'm excited yeah, because I really like I really like that book. Yeah, I think and it'll probably be a good movie too. And then um, I just picked all the ones that I was really <laughs> liking, so I didn't like highlight all the movies that are coming out. But there is this um, kids chapter book called The One and Only Ivan. Oh and yeah, it's about a gorilla that's like mm-hmm. living in a, kind of like a big top mall, and he doesn't realize how much he misses the jungle. Until this baby elephant comes to the Big Top Mall. And I think it's obvious. I think it's going to be maybe kind of like the new Lion King. King. Yeah. Um, Because Danny DeVito is going to be one of the voices in Angelina Jolie. And um, I'm excited for that one. Yeah. So those are some that I'm interested in. I feel like that's one of those that have been talked about for a couple years now coming out into a movie. But it's a long process. Yeah. Do you have any other ones? Because I have um, some more, too. Yeah, you should read some more, I think. And then I was excited about that, The Outsider by Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be an HBO series, so. Okay. Well, um, to all the boys I loved before, they're getting a sequel on Netflix. So that's very exciting. I guess it's already made, and they're going to make the third one, because it's a trilogy, a book. Um, Call of the Wild is coming out. Okay, if I saw that in one. In February. Did you see one that was called, like, The Turn of the Screw yeah. or something like that? Yeah, I think I- it's called The Turning, but it's... Based I don't know on Train of the Shrew. Right. And um, it's that kid from Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. Yep. But it looks too scary for me. <laughs> Artemis Fowl. Ooh, yeah. By Aaron Colfer. That's, or Ian Colfer, sorry. That's becoming a movie. Peter Rabbit 2. So there's lots of good ones. Yeah. Yep, Secret Garden. 
Um, I know the knife of never letting go. You and I were discussing oh, that. Oh yeah, one. I had that one. Like too. Tom Holland's in that one. Some big name actors are in that one. That's a young adult series by um, Patrick Hess, the same one who did or Ness, sorry, um, the Monster Calls. Yeah, that was a movie, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, yep. I liked both of those too. Yep. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. I got to read the book first for that one though. Dune is coming out. Nine Perfect Strangers by um, Leanne Moriarty. It's coming out as a movie. That it's was like a late popular 2020. book. Yeah. Yep. So it'll probably be popular again once the movie comes out. That's one thing we have to think about with the library too. Like sometimes books that have lessened in popularity, then a movie comes out and all of a sudden everybody wants it yeah. again and there's a huge hope yeah. for it. Kind of like what the crawdad's saying. I bet you, I bet you that's going to be made into a movie. Oh, I'm no sure. No doubt in the next couple years. And I mean, it's still a long waiting list for it. When the movie comes out, it's going to be all over again. Yep. It's crazy how that works out. But people want to read what's coming out. And it's, right. I mean. Good for those authors. I know. Good for books because with all these movies that are being made based on books, that means, and people are excited about the movies, I mean, people are reading these books. Right. People good are still libraries. <laughs> exactly. So it's all, it's a win-win situation for everybody. Yeah. That's pretty I'd awesome. be kind of interested, too, to find out, like, how it works with, like, the author getting, like, royalties mm-hmm. from the movie, too. But we don't probably have time for that right now. No. Yeah, it depends on how they're involved in everything. So I think, like, John Green, again, had producer credits mm-hmm. for his movies, so I don't know if he gets some kickback for that. Basically, if you write a good book, you can make buku cash. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So, yeah, that's our conversation about movies. Um, let us know some of your favorites or least favorite adaptations. What was your favorite of all time, would you say? My favorite of all time. No, I don't know. I always mention The Outsiders because it's almost word for word yeah. from the book. Probably, Pride and Prejudice because I just love Pride yeah, and Prejudice. Yeah, it's really hard to decide. It I'd is. probably have to go with Harry Potter. Yeah. The Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Are there any books that you've read that you want to see a movie made out of? Mm. Like, I want all Sarah J. Moss, but it has to be done yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. I... I could think of probably some with animals yeah there's one that I read that's called the nine lives of Travis Keating Mm -hmm. and I would like to see that like as a movie but those are too sad then yeah I mean we read a lot of like sad sports books that I think would be like heroin yeah that would be hard to watch though right but if it's done right with that right actress and everything Mm -hmm. yeah basically any book that I've liked I would be yeah like happy happy to see it become a movie (laughs) just because it's like another chance to yeah, it. there's a young adult book that I read called Save the Date. It's a fun little romance, but I think it'd be a great Netflix movie. So I think that'd be awesome if that was made into one. Cool. We'll yeah. have to wait and see. Yeah, I'm sure. Lots of movies will be made into books in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. So hopefully your favorite one will be made into a movie and done correctly. Yeah. All right. Um, let us know, and hopefully we'll be back sometime next week. Have a good weekend. See ya. Bye. Bye.